Good morning. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Da'af Samech Vav in Masech HaZegin. But let's start in the Mishnah, not in the very bottom of Samech Hayon Bez, but the Mishnah in the middle of Samech Hayon Bez. We're going to try to make some ground. We're going to try to go into Shabbos, eating into as much of Samech Vav as possible, so that Andrew, Barry, Dr. Muscat, Moshe Aziz, everybody can feel, going to Shabbos, feeling like they did every Da'af fully. Here we go. Uh, words matter, Andrew, okay? So... When a person is handing over a document, well, this is very interesting. When a person is trying to uh, hand over, when a person is handing over a document, and you say, so of course, if it, that actions speak louder than words. But what happens when a person commissions a get from a shaliach, right, from an agent? So now it's going to matter how the phraseology works. So we talked about the Mishnah and the next Mishnahists are going to discuss various cases where agency was used. The get was not handed directly from the husband to the wife. And now it's going to matter what did the husband say? What were his exact words? Because there is going to be some leeway, right? Different ways that you could say, give my wife a, right? That a person can um, commission an act- and initiate an actual garrison through the get. Okay. But... Certain things that he says make it seem like that was not his intention as follows. So let's read the mission again. We finished with this yesterday. Homer Kisru get Anulishti. Okay, so if he says explicitly, write a get and give it to my wife, that's for sure gonna work, you'll see. Gershuha, divorce her. Okay, so he's not so sophisticated, but he says divorce her. Or Kisvu Igaris Nula, or write a letter and give it to her. Hare Elu Yichtavu Vyitnu. They that will actually mean Yes, those are words that are valid for the agency of a get. Once they write, they can write the get and give it to her, and that get will actually be valid. It's interesting. Kisu igaris nula just means write her a letter. So why would that mean get? Well, it's the truth of the matter is the actual text of the get, which we will see soon enough in the ninth parak. It says, So the word Egeret is actually in the get. It is referred to as an Egeret. And after all, why would you tell somebody, write her a letter and give it to her? That's really the only context where it makes any sense. And therefore, those words were actually initiate the giving of the get. However, it says the Mishnah. If the husband says, Patruha, release her, Panesua, provide for her, which is what you have to do. So, um, Right, if you're going to end up giving a get in Aksuba. Asula kanimus, do like the usual. Or asula karoi, do what is best or what is fitting. Lo amar klum. Those words are just not specific enough. And therefore, it's as if he'd not say anything. And so that therein lies the threshold. There's a little bit of a chokis, uh Rishonim as to what the halacha would be, whether the get is totally, just totally garnished, right? Invalid completely. The Rambam holds that, so we'll go with that. And those, if you don't get, if you don't reach a threshold of actually saying um, that this should be the get, right, then the get, does, it's as if it was not given at all. So now the Gemara is going to analyze more phraseology as follows. Tanarbana. Shalchuha, send her away. Shavkua, or abandon her. Or Tarchuha, banish her. Wow. Well, I guess that is enough because you're sending her away and you're saying, get her out of here. So how would you do it? It would, have, it would be, right, similar to Garshuha. Okay. 
uh, where the Mishnah says that you do. You have to write it and, and send it. Patruha, but if you say release her, panasua, or asula kenima, sulosua karai, loamarkulum. These are the phraseology we learned in the mission in our own Mishnah that said that parnasuha that if you say release her or provide for her or do you know what is uh, customary or what is fitting, then as if he said nothing. Okay? Another Braisa Tanya, Rabbi Nasan Amer Patruha, again release her, Dvar of Kayamim. Petruha Lamar Klum. So now you're looking at the dikduk here. Rabbi Nasan splits the atom over here. The difference is Patruha means release her. And therefore, Patrua would mean you do, in fact, give her a get, unlike our Mishnah. However, it, if you say Petruha, if you pronounce it like that, he didn't say anything. Uh, okay, what's Petruha? So, Petru, so Patruha is like divorce. Petruha is release. So what Rabbi Nelson is saying is when our Mishnah says Patruha, it really means Petruha. Like Petruha means just release her, nah, like... Release her is not enough, not strong enough, not direct enough language. Patrua is, okay? Patrua is like, uh, would, would refer to Gershon, okay? Amarava, Rabbi Nassim, Devavlahu, Vadig, Ben Petrua, Lefatrua. So Rava's pointing out, right, our, our guy, uh, that this Rabbi Nassim, because he's from Bavel, that's where these words, right, actually are going to matter. The difference between Petrua and Patrua, because Petrua, is like really generally in his language, in his culture of Bavel, really is referring to financial obligation, okay? So financial obligation is very different than, right, Isurin, than, than uh, divorce. So Pichua connotes financial obligation, and that's why Rabbi Nussan says that's not going to be a Lushan of Gerishin, Right and patrua is uh, Aramaic word that in Babel that always uh, connotes divorce, and it is for that reason that Rabbi Nassim makes that distinction. However, Rava points out the Tanadi Dod Yisraelu Lo The reason our Mishnah just says patrua, and in our Mishnah patrua also means right er, uh, er gerishin, is because that is the Israeli colloquial. Right, that's the Israeli language. That's how we speak, and therefore that's. That uh, accounts for the difference between our Mishnah and uh, Rabbi Nassan. Okay. Ibailos. Now we want to ask the following questions. What if he says, Hotziyuha? Mahu. What if he says, Get her out? Take her out? Izvua. Abandon her? Mahu. Hitirua. Permit her? To someone else, right? Presumably. Mahu. Hanichua. If he said, Leave her? What's Allah? Ho'ilullah. Mahu. Or you say, if you say, Help her? Help her what? Asula Kadas. Mahu. Do the thing. Like the halacha, if he says that. What's the question? So, right? So the question is, what would these languages do? So we don't know all of them, but the Gemara says, Pshot mi ha Let's at least resolve one. There's one of these for sure we know. Which one? Ditanya, we're going to write a lot of rice. Asula kadas, asula kanimus, asula karay, loa So those three, if you say, do like the halacha says, or do like kanimus, or asula karay, asula kanimus, asula karay, doesn't help. Why are we saying that we're only resolving one of them? Because the Sula Kanima, the Sula Karo'i is in our Mishnah. That's Law Marklum, that we already knew. When you say do like the customary, do like you're supposed to do, that which is fitting, that's already in our Mishnah. That was not one of the, right, uh, five questions that we asked, because that we already knew from the Mishnah. But Asula Kadas was one of the five. That was the fifth one that we asked. Do like the Halacha, that we can add to the list in our Mishnah of Law Marklum. 
The rest, we're not sure exactly what it means. Uh, be that as it may, if he just says, do the, like the halacha, it's too vague, and we don't know. Okay? So Barry is pointing out that when we make a kiddushin, we say that we're going to that that we're doing this kiddushin kedash kedash Moshe v'Yisrael, and such that in the language of kiddushin, it sounds like das Moshe v'Yisrael is enough. Um, and yet, when you say asula kedash for gerushin, even though generally we we have a a lot of parallelism between kiddushin and gerushin. Why, if it works for Kiddushin, does it not work for Gershon? So, of course, like all the various questions, it's a great question. But I would say that, in other words, when we're saying Kedas Moshe Yisrael by Kiddushin, so <laughs> I would say, okay, maybe that's why this phraseology is in play, right? That's why we could even ask certain things that you're going to say. If you say, give her bubble gum, it means nothing, right? So, so look at Das maybe because of the parallelism to Kiddushin, makes this Lushan in play, right? But don't forget, just saying Kedas Moshe Yisrael in Kiddushin itself doesn't accomplish anything either. In Kiddushin, you need to have the actually Kesef Shtar Obiyah. I, I see what Barry's doing. He knows that in the middle of August, we're starting with Sechaz Kiddushin, so he's foreshadowing. I like that. Teaser, Barry. Good one. The, 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 um, the idea, however, there is it would obviously be accompanying a Maise Kiddushin, right? It would be accompanying an actual act of Kiddushin. Don't forget, when it comes to the Gershin, you don't have to, I don't think, say much. I don't even know if you need to say anything. You could just hand her the star. Because of a Nasan law, it doesn't say anything about a language. This is only when you're commissioning a Shaliach. So what you're saying is, if you said the Shaliach Kiddushin, if you said Tasela Kedas Moshe Yisrael, I don't know if it would work for Kiddushin. Wouldn't you have to have a Maisei Kiddushin? Would you have to be more explicit? We'd have to check. All right, so can you keep that in mind for when we learn Kiddushin? Because we are going to learn some Shlichus uh, in Yadim in the Masechus Kiddushin also. Right, so we say Kedash Moshe Yisrael under the Chuppah. But under the Chuppah, of course it's going to work. question is, if you send the Shliach and you said, oh, can you do that for that girl, Kedash Moshe Yisrael, would that be explicit enough? We have to look into that. Okay. Shakoach. All right, so bottom Mishnah. Here we go, Andrew. Stop giving me that look. We got this. Okay, Yotzebe Kolar fascinates me. This one's for Dr. Muscat, as follows, Shlita. Uh, you need to be of sound mind, right, in order to, to execute this, this uh, Gerishin. Okay, so as we'll see, Misha Chazo Kordaikos, right, uh, in the next parak uh, that we start tomorrow. Um, when a person is totally out of their mind, right, so then they're not considered to have any Das, you can't initiate the garrison. But if when a person is of sound mind and body, but just under a tremendous amount of stress, um, so sometimes you're not in like the right frame of mind, right, headspace, if you, as it were, to say the right phraseology. And so what do Chazal do, Barry? They take your words and they will make assumptions, right? They'll assume that that's what you meant. In other words, this isn't like Harry Potter or Lahavdil where it has to be Langard, uh, when Gardo Leviosa instead of when Gardo Leviosa, right? It's not like uh, a spell uh, that has to be very, very precise in the language, right? We make assumptions all the time. We saw this in the Dharam all the time that we assume uh, within a certain context that your words 
as we just saw in the previous Mishnah, if they're close enough, we can assume uh, that you said the right thing and we can initiate Gershon based off that. And if, but if you're totally off base, so then we're not going to. So it's interesting how, right, where the th- threshold lies. And we saw this in the Dharam also, right? We, we take on severe Daraisa consequences uh, as long as you say the right word. So what's this case? I think it's fascinating. In the beginning, they used to say, Barishona, the Chachazal, you say, Yotzebekola. Yotzebekola is a crazy thing. A person's going out in chains, he's going to go be executed. And he says, Write again for my wife. Say, that sounds like it's good. Says the Gemara, Hare, it says the Mishnah rather, Hare Elu Yichtavu right? Rashi is pointing out that even though he only says Kisvu, he didn't say, and also give it to her, he only said write it for her, right? Agav Pachde Tarid right? That because he's stressed out, uh, obviously, right? He's in a stressful situation. Okay, so he wasn't precise, but. He clearly, if he said, write again for my wife, he meant to give it to her also. So you're going to not only write it for her, you can't just say, and again, this guy doesn't know if he's ever going to see her again, right? They're taking him down to the dungeon. We don't know how long it's going to be. Right? She sees him disappearing, right? You need to assume that he meant that not only write it, because that doesn't help, doesn't do anything. You have to actually come through and also give it to her. Okay. That was what they originally said. However, Chazulomar, when upon further review, Chazal thought, that not only does this apply to somebody going down and getting down into death row and taken away in chains, but even if he sets out to sea, right, or Yotze Bisharasa goes out in a caravan, he's going to go past deserts and dangerous business trip. So even if he says in that situation, he means give it to her if appropriate. However, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, uh, in addition to rather, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri says, even if he's dangerously ill. Okay, these are scenarios where he's sufficiently stressed that we are going to allow him to be imprecise and assume that in this context, right, we certainly don't want a gunos, right, a chas v'shalom, right, if, when, when the wife doesn't know where this husband is for years and years. Uh, and in that context, if he said, write her again, so we assume that he meant to give it to her as well, and enough to, right, initiate an agency and to give it to her. Says the Gemara. Gneva Yotzebukola Hava. A story. There was somebody by the name of Gneva, and sure enough, he was being taken out to be killed. Kihava Kanafik Amar Havu Arbor Meazuzul Rabbi Avina. Okay, not Gittin, but he was giving over some of his assets. As he was leaving, he wanted to give over his assets to Rabbi Avina, and the way he said it was, he said, give 400 Zuz to Rabbi Avina. Mechamra dinar panya, from my wine that's in nahar panya. So this Lushan mechamra, from the wine, is going to be important. He says, give 400 from the wine. So Amar Rabbi Zera, as we arrive, Dar Rabbi Avina Lasilte. So they asked for a psak, and he said, let, he said, okay, Rabbi Avina can take his basket, and pack his bags. He can go get this windfall of the 400 Zuz from, right? Right, from Geneva, because it's as good as his. That works. He says, give him 400 Zuz from the wine is good. The And go to Rav Huna, and he's going to confirm this. The Amar Rav Huna, because after all, Rav Huna himself says in Ipsak, right? Gito Kimas Naso. Fascinating, right? Parallel that we will see soon enough. Uh, as Rashi points out, we're going to see this in the next parak. That Gito Kemasnaso, that the halacha of Get is like the same as the halacha of Matana, right? This case of Geneva is a case of Matana, 
But Ravuna is going to teach us that Matana and Get are going to have a lot of parallels in terms of what the threshold as our topic is for, for giving it. Just like as the Gemara continues to explain. So one parallel that's not applicable yet here is that when you give a gift, if you, all right, if you give a uh, gift and then uh, in, a, in a situation where you are seriously ill and then you recover, you can retract it because assume that he only gave it, right, um, that when you are of sound mind and body, that that is going to carry the day. Whatever your stance is when you're sound mind and body, that's true of a gift. And similarly, afgito, even in the case of a get, and again, that's applicable to the next parak because the next parak is a person who not is under stress, but totally loses their das. So that's a different thing, right? So in the case of a get, meaning if a person gives a get when he, when he is seized by some sort of illness and then he recovers, we assume that he can retract and he's nullified. So that's the first uh, way in which Matana is like a get. But with reference to this gift, right, there's another parallel. As the Gemara continues, Gito, right? <coughs> even just like a get, like we just saw in our very Mishnah, that even though he didn't exactly say the exact specific words, Kevin Dhamar Kisru, even, since he said Kitsu, as we just saw in our Mishnah, since he said write the get for my wife in those stressful situations when he's of sound mind and body, he doesn't have to say Tnu and still we give the get. So similarly, Right? So it's not an exact parallel because for Matana you don't say Kitsu. There is no element of writing a Matana, really. I mean, there is a Shtar Matana, but the point is there it's the giving. So there he said give the gift. Okay? But... The parallel is that you don't have the full complement of, of the halachic process that you need because you said give the gift of a low konumine, right? You didn't have an actual act of a kinyan to acquire it. Still, we're going to perform the kinyan on his behalf. And even though there's an element missing, we know what he meant, right? He was under a stressful situation. He thought he was going to die, but he was still of sound mind and body. And he just said, give this matana. And he didn't have time and headspace for the details. So he just says, give it. And we're going to make a Kenyan on his behalf. And for that reason, uh, Geneva's oral, right, uh, giving of this, of this money through the wine to Ravina is going to actually work. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to question, How far does this parallel go? Are you going to say that just like we know that there's such a thing as that when a person can actually give a gift orally when they're on their deathbed and then we're going to give the matana posthumously, right, after he passes away. Would you say the same thing for a get? That a person could give a get that a get could take effect that since we're learning Gittin, is certainly not the case. That's like the Aleph base of Gittin is that the only way the get is going to work is if you initiate the get prior to Misa. After all, you need to be alive to give a get. That is Aleph base of Gittin. The husband can't say this get is only valid after my death. That, that, that never happens, right? Because the, the Pasuk says that it has to be that an Ish gives it to her. It has to be a live person giving it to her. So, says the Gemara, wait a minute, that's your issue? That, that's the comparison. In other words, I can understand that a gift can be given after a person's death because after all, when a person passes away, they still have a bank account, they still have assets, so of course they can uh, trigger right, a transfer 
uh, um, an account transfer posthumously. But get, you can't, because a get, you need, right, to have, you need to have the person alive. So that's not really a problem. In other words, the fact that the halacha is different between a get and a matana does not, with regards to the posthumous, right, transfer, doesn't mean that they're not parallel. There's parallel. It's just that practically they can't be treated the same way with regards to whether you're going to do it at Achamisa, right? But that doesn't mean that they're not parallel in every other way. They sure are. Says the Gemara, El Arabi Abba, Hachika Kasha. No, the Kasha wasn't uh, to, to try to break down the parallel with this Achamisa thing. What it meant was like this It was a different technical question. Here is the question of Rabbi Abba as follows Why would the money that Gedeva gave to Ravina not work? Because it was a Matna Again, a Matna is a gift that a person gives on, on their deathbed. They're giving it the gift, and Chazal say, we're going to give this entire gift. Okay, because even though they didn't do a full, a full proper Kenyan, they're going to, uh, their intention was to give the Kenyan. But that's only when he's giving everything. So they were learning a new wrinkle here, that if he says, us, right, when he says, I'm only going to give 400 Zuz, when he puts like a cap on it, so now we're saying, wait a minute, he is being specific. He's actually of sound mind and body, and also, uh, enough headspace to actually set a money amount. Well, if you're relaxed enough, so to speak, right, calm enough to give a set money amount, then you should be calm enough to do the whole procedure and make a Kenyan. That's what's going on. That's what you say, matnas shimer miktas. Matnas shimer miktas means that he's calm enough or seems to have enough headspace to do it properly. As the Gemara says, If you can have enough headspace to give a matnas shimer, right, and, and cap the amount, then you're going to have to go the whole way and actually give, make a Kenyan, okay? So that should apply because Miklada Ravuna who suffered low by a Kenyan, Vaikaimalan to buy a Kenyan. So now, uh, Ravuna, this breaks apart our parallel because when it comes to Matnashkhiv Mirah, right, you, you're, it sounds like in one context he says that he's going to not need a Kenyan, right? In other words, in the case of Obviously, Ravina and Geneva, he did a Mathna Shimra Bimiksas, and in fact, right, he it did not make a Kenyan, and we said that Ravuna said that the transfer does work. And yet, we hold that you do, that you do need a Kenyan. So, which is it? Okay, so now the Gemara is going to have to explain what happened with Geneva that would make Ravuna, even though there was no Kenyan, allow that Matna Shechivmira, that is Bemiktas, to go through. Says the Gemara, Shiny Hacha. The case here of Geneva was different. The Mitzvah Machmas Misa, the Mitzvah rather, Machmas Misahu. Right? Because he was Yotze Bekola, right? Don't forget, Geneva was being taken down to the dungeon. So that's the maximum stressful situation. So what the point, as Rashi points out, I'll say it outside, because he's Yotze Bekola, that's such a stressful situation that it overwhelms the fact that it's a partial gift. So what we have here is two contradictory data points, right? On, on one hand, he's giving a, uh, a limited, right, miktas, um, right? He's giving a, right, a matan of a miktas, and therefore that limitation implies that he's very sound of mind and body and he should make a kinyan. On the other hand, however, He's so incredibly stressed out that it's even more than Shechivmira. He's on his way to the gallows. So that stress means that despite the fact that he did it with Mixas, 
it's still going to be a stressful enough situation. It's going to trump this idea. It's going to carry the day. And we're going to say that it's still going to be not going to require a Kenyan. Okay, fine. So now, just going back to this idea of the of not requiring a Kenyan and yes, requiring Kenyan. By the way, going back to this idea of when a person is mitzav machmas misa, misa, you're by a Kenyan, by a Kaimel and Delo by a Kenyan, according, uh, with respect to that, didn't we say that you don't need it? This was the question. In other words, so the, we're going to say the two things that he didn't say and the thing that he did say. He didn't say chamra. He didn't say give him the wine. Chamra lo kama, right? Demei chamra lo kama. He didn't say give him the value of the wine either, right? He said what? If you look at the at the wording of Geneva very closely, he said mei chamra kama. Give him four hundred zuz from my wine. Oh, so what happened here? Like this, Rabbi Abba asked a question. He didn't understand why Ravuna worked. So at first we thought maybe because of the parallel to Gittin and the parallel breaks down because it's not like again. We said, no, because these are, that's not Akasha because we can understand why this case would be different. Then he said, maybe because it's Matzah Shechim or Mikzas. And we explained that because he's going to the gallows and even though it's Mikzas, it should work. So now we're saying, no, Rabbi Abba must have had a different question. What's a different question? A totally different challenge. Something technical that Rabbi Abba's question was asking, since Geneva's instruction seemed to make no sense. Maybe that's why Ravina shouldn't get anything. Why did it make no sense? Because when you're giving over value, you're either giving over the value of the wine or you're giving over the wine itself. But he said to give the money out of the wine. So it's a nonsensical statement. So it's for that reason that Ravina, that uh, Rebaba thought maybe the money shouldn't go to Ravina. Okay. So why did Ravuna allow the amount to, and the case to actually, the gift to go through, ve'idach, what would Ravuna say, let, let it go through? Because, me'chamra k'deliyafos as koho. The reason he said me'chamra, it was actually <laughs> amazing how he held cup while he's going to the gallows so much. He said it for a very specific reason. Liyafos l'koho, right? She explains it, I'll say it outside. Liyafos l'koho means like this. Because if he had just said the wine, so then, right, the, the heirs don't want to give this guy anything, right? The, the, the people who are fighting over the inheritance from Geneva don't want to give Ravina anything. Why should the rabbi get 400 zuz? Okay, so if he said the wine, so then they're going to wait for the wine to sour, and they're going to be like, oh, too bad, the wine soured. I'm sorry, you can't have the wine. Or if he said the proceeds from the wine, they're going to say, oh, we used up the proceeds from the wine. I'm so sorry. You can't get it, Ravina. So he specifically said, Mechamra, <coughs> in order to avoid both of those scenarios and make sure that Ravina gets the foreign Zuz. So that's how we end up saying, Shalcham Yisam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael when they sent the Shaila there, Mechamra Kedeleafas Kocho, that he said Mechamra for a very specific reason. The exact opposite of what Rabbi Abba asked. Rabbi Abba said, it doesn't make any sense. It's nishtahin and nishtahir. Which is it? Are you giving for the wine or are you giving the value? Says the, so so uh, the Gemara explained, no. He says it very, very deliberately in order to make sure that Ravina gets the wine value and it is for that reason that Ravuna Paskin that he gets it. Very good. Okay, next case. Mishnah. Misha Mushrach Labor. Okay. Throwing him into a pit, that's very dangerous, Andrew. Don't do that. 
coincidence because the reason why we have Tisha B'Av, which is coming up next week, is because Yosef and the brothers mean all about that. Okay, that started the whole thing. And he says, whoever hears his voice, somebody should write my wife again. So in that scenario too, what does he mean? I mean, that's a very stressful situation. Write and give the get. Okay, says the Gemara. Fascinating question. Maybe it's a demon. How do we know that this was an actual human being? We saw the form of a human. Well, actually, demons actually often looks like human beings. No, but they saw a shadow, Andrew. So you know these demons are. Sometimes you see the shadow. Oh, okay. Well, when... Like, like there is this concept sometimes when the sun is really low on the horizon that you see kind of a long and a short shadow. That really is usually a human being, right? No, maybe a shade could also have two shadows. You got to know how these shades shading work, Andrew. That they get a shadow, but they don't get a shadow of a shadow. Okay. So now the Gemara says, okay, forget it. Let's say it, you see an actual human being. You see a double shadow. But Vadil Matsarahi, how do you know that that's the man? Maybe it's the co-wife with the agenda, right? Because after all, the co-wife wants to, as Rashi points out, get rid of this husband. And so this is a great plan. Pretend that, pretend that you're the husband and give the get. Like, in other words, in this particular case, we don't see the husband. He's thrown into a pit. The point, Barry, is that you don't see the guy. And so it's not just about the fact that he's stressed. That goes without saying. It's the fact that we don't see him. So how can we actually trust that this, the, the husband initiated this, right? We don't want to initiate a divorce erroneously. So, Wow. So to address that, we have the Rabbi Shmuel. That is an amazing thing. Rashi points out two aspects. First of all, jumping into a bore is risking your life. So it's probably not something that a co-wife would do just to get rid of the husband, because she may end up, you know, getting herself killed in the process. So you could kind of trust it if it's going into a bore. And plus, we, you know, we're not, as Rashi says, we're not going to get another chance at this because he's going to soon be eaten up by the scorpions and snakes. So if you see two, so here's the bottom line, Andrew. If you see two shadows and you know it's a human being and the guy's jumping in, you could believe it. Even though we don't actually recognize that it's the guy, because who else would do this? No, no, no. Ain Makirin is we don't know who jumped into the into the pit, but we assume it's the husband. No, oh, so Andrew says an amazing question. Oh, Andrew, good job. Andrew says, what do you mean? This is a random guy who says, give a get to my wife. We don't know who the guy is. If we don't know who the guy is, who, how are we supposed to know who the wife is? Ah, oh, beautiful. So, Mushlach Labor, so the Mishnah says, the case would only work if he actually said, this is my name, <laughs> Look at the Rashi in the Mishnah, Andrew. Obviously, Andrew, it only works if he says his name and the name of the city and he actually identified himself. Otherwise, we don't know the wife. So, yeah, because I obviously needed Rashi. You didn't need Rashi because you understood that implicitly. Uh, so Andrew's just upset that the Mishnah didn't spell it out. Yeah, the Mishnah's not saying because it's not obvious. Rashi is explaining that that has to be the case because otherwise we don't even know who this person is. How would we know which wife to give it to? So the Mishnah didn't say it because they understood that implicitly like you. But Rashi explained it because some people don't need to be hit overhead with it like me. But it says right at the end, 
Right, so, so that we have to modify. Alpishain Makirin doesn't mean that we don't know who it is at all, because obviously then, uh, were we just going to give a get to any random person? Obviously we have to understand who the principles are. Okay. That's an amazing point. Okay. You get it, Barry? Andrew, Andrew uh, is on the ball. Okay. Habari Shamar Kisri Get Lishi. Next Mishnah. A healthy person says, right to get from my wife. Okay, this is going to work. Uh, not really, because he's neither sick nor stressed. So he should say the full thing. Okay, so now you see, right? Uh, context matters. If he just says, We assume that he's only trying to uh, mess with her. And say a story in the Mishnah. A, a healthy person says, Uh oh. So we assumed he was of sound mind and body, right? And, and in a good headspace. But that turned out to not be true. Because after he said, which is in normal circumstances, just like, you know, he's just trying to start up a fight. But then he did go up to the roof and, and kill himself. Oh. Well, did he kill himself or not? So that's what Rav Shimon Gamliel says. Rav Shimon Gamliel, yeah, if he jumped off and killed himself, so then obviously, it turns out in retrospect, context matters, right? He was really not in a good place. And therefore, out of stress, he said uh, only Kisvu and not new, and therefore the get is in fact valid. Valid. Obviously, it was a terrible situation for him. However, Imaruach the Chaso ain't no get. Yeah, but if he just happens to say get Leishti and he's and he, and uh, give it to to my wife and he's has we have no reason to think that he's not of sound mind and body, and then all of a sudden he goes up there and he starts messing around and he falls off um, trying to fix the the uh, roof shingles. So then that's not relevant. That's not an indication of his headspace, and therefore it's going to be assumed that it's not a get. So Gemara asks, Meiser Listor, as Rashi points out, wait a minute, you just said, if you said Kisvigas it's not a get at all. And now you're saying that if he jumps off the roof, it is a get. So which is it? So the Gemara says, Chasur, Maxur, Vachitani. Yeah, the Mishnah was missing a little piece. This is what the Mishnah went to say. Im right? If the, the end of the story, after he says, just write it for her, uh, reveals in retrospect, that the context was that he was not in a good place, then Harei Zaget, right? And that's where the incident actually, right, is illustrative of that. The Hebshech, right, the continuation of the Mishnah is teaching you, right, if you have a healthy person, says, normal, we think it's just messing, but then he goes up to the roof and, and kills himself, and that's how the Mishnah continues, that if he, in fact, jumped off on, uh, of his own volition, so then obviously we're going to say he was in a really stressed out place, and we're going to give the get. Story time. Who governed the Al Levek Nishta? Ashkach Maker Yenuka Vayidiyasvi. There's a certain guy who goes into shuls, finds a teacher of young children and his son sitting together. Vyasav Inishachrina Gabayu. And a third part, a third person there. Okay, so there's four people in the story, right? A teacher, the teacher's son, the third person, and the guy who walks into the shul. So Amalu, Bey Trey Minaychu Niktavagitalidvisu. Let two of you write a get for my wife. And Lasov Shachiv Mikra Yenuka. And the Rebbe dies. So what's the difference? Who cares? I mean, it's terrible, but what does it have to do again? So the Gemara says, So the question is like this. You need two shlichim. You need two edim. Uh, you need two witnesses. You need two people. That's, we already learned that. Okay. Now here, there were three people, but one of them was a father's son. And it's just, uh, as Rashi points out, Normally, when you ask, uh, when you have a father and a son in the same place, and you're asking of them, you wouldn't ask the father and the son together. You're only referring to the father, so that disqualifies the son. But then the father died, so now you only have one guy, 
Because again, the father-son comes sort of as a combo. So long as the father is there, you assume that he's only referring to the father, not the son. So by the father dying, he kind of knocked out himself and his son. That's what happened here. Now you only have one guy left. So, or would you say that the son would be filling in for the dad in this case? So the Gemara is going to say, Nachman says that, no, the son can't come in and, and, and step in for the father, and therefore the get can't be delivered. Right, because you only have one dude left. And Rapapi said, "Yeah, the son's going to come in, and the intention would be that that if that he could be appointed just like the father." So the Gemara is going to say, "I'm a Rava." Rava comes in. That certainly, when he appointed the son or the father, all three people were there. The intention would have been that the son, in fact, would step in for the father, and it would work. I, you know, listen, I'm biased, but I agree with Rava. And you uh, and you would deliver the get. After all, he wants the get to be delivered, right? Okay, Mishnah, last line of Samech Vav. Okay. Okay, so if somebody says to two people, give a get to my wife. See, that's the opposite. Here he doesn't say write it, he just says give it. So how would that work? So we turn to Samech Vav and Or he tells three people, write a get and give it to my wife. There you are going to write again and give it to themselves. If he says to three people, give the get to my wife, so then they can actually, they're like a Bezdin, and they can actually appoint another uh, set of people to write it. Because as the mission says, he designated them as a Bezdin. That's what Meir says. As Rashi explains, this was as the Chorban was coming. It is a dafyomi coincidence because you're right, Rabbi Akiva, one of the Aruge Malchus, um, was uh, incarcerated at this point of the Chorban, and that's what he was going to jail for, to ask Rabbi Akiva these questions. And he says, this is what he came back with. He says, ishti. I have a, a tradition that the person says to three people, give my wife a get. And in that context, you're allowed to initiate, right, uh, a set of Edim, the, he's basically giving the Bezdin an authority to, to initiate Ksiva and the Sina, right? Rabbi said, we said to the messenger, as Rashi points out, we told to Hanina, right? The, he who was be, bringing messages back and forth from the jail, we had a different tradition that if you said to any Bezdin, even the high Bezdin, that they have to what? They have to learn how to write, and they have to write it themselves. They can't commission it. They have to write it themselves and then give it. But if you tend to tell people, write, write, and give, deliver the get, then you have one guy write it, two people sign it, and then they can deliver the get. If, however, he said, all of you write the get for my wife, then one um, it writes it, and everyone else signs it. Because he said the word kulchem. If one of these ten people died, I raise a get bottle, right? As we as we discuss in Daf Chavtes, you might recall, we have to listen to the husband because he specifically is saying these things because he wants to cover for the fact that he's not an expert. He wants to cover for his lack of expertise, and so therein lies. Uh, the nuances in how he says it and how he sets up the Bezdin, which basically determines the following, right? The question that we're dealing with is, is this the real commission of a shlichus? Um, and is that his intention? Or is his intention to 
sort of cover for himself and he and the way he's saying it and the context in which he's saying it does in fact imply that he's allowing them to write it themselves or that he's even allowing them the authority to commission someone else to write it. That's really the issue that the Gemara is going to discuss now. So I'm going to read Abba, Shalchulei Rabbi Shmuel, Yilamdeinu Rabbeinu, right? The Yeshiva of Rav sent a question to the Yeshiva Shmuel. Rav Shmuel, both obviously massive gedolim, two massive yeshivas, and the yeshiva of Rav asks a question for the yeshiva of Shmuel. Fascinating. So again, let's slow it down. A husband says to two people, write and give a get to my wife. And then those two people, instead of writing it themselves, they instruct a sofer to write it. You see? He's saying, right? So what does he mean? Does he mean that they have to write it? Or do they mean that he just makes sure they have to make sure that it's written and they can actually commission someone else to write it. So Shachul Lahus or Shmuel's Yeshiva sent back, Tetzev Adar Tzorach Talmud. Ah, that's not Pashat, Matt. No. That means that you have to go out, meaning that means it's, it's Masafik, as Rashi explains. She can't live with the guy, right? In other words, this actually happened. He said to guys, Kisvut knew, and they commissioned someone else to do it. It's enough of a problem that you have to terminate the marriage, but you have to treat it L'chumar because sorry, we have to go out like Right? You have to go and figure out um, what the halacha is. It's not pashat at all. Is it a get or not? So my adavar tzarech talmud. Wait, why do we have to? What was the thing that made this Shmuel confused? The Gemara wants to know. If you say because the husband's instruction is just words, like in other words, what's the issue? Why, when you say to two people, kiss roots new, why is it not good? So one might be, one issue might be like this. That when it comes to shlichus, you could spend a month on this in yeshiva. When it comes to shlichus, shlichus means give me a tangible object and I'll go deliver it. Okay, that's shlichus. But to say, go say this, right, or go give over these words, that is intangible. And wasapkale mili mimser and lashliach, ilo mimser and lashliach. Maybe Shmuel's suffix, and why this was a really difficult case, is because he doesn't know whether you can actually just pass along words. That can't be, because why? Shmuel would not have been confused about that because he had sources indicating that actually words cannot be passed to Shliach, and therefore it would not, if, if that was the issue, the get would not be good at all and he would have no Shaila. He wouldn't even ask them to get divorced uh, or even to separate. This was the question of Shmuel. That's the question. He said, write the get and deliver it. Well, did he mean write the actual body of the get, or did he mean side it? Like, have you could get a sofa to write it, and you got like, does he mean that you have to go to sofa school and learn how to write a get and then deliver it, or does he mean no, get an actual sofa to write the get and just sign it and deliver it? Okay, so the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Look at our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, our Mishnah says that you can just sign it and give it. When you just say tnu get kisvu tnu, aha, so that is actually means that what? But it ha- what's the wording of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says yichtevu veidnu. It sounds like they have to actually write it, and therefore when he says it, it seems like he should absolutely write it, and therefore the get should not be good unless they write it themselves. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. <laughs> now that you mention it, what does our Mishnah mean? He gufa kamibayle. In our Mishnah itself, you can ask ksov uksav yadon hu uksava getu. What does our Mishnah mean? To actually write the get or to sign it. That's what Ksav Yadin means. 
So Pshita Dachsava Getu. It sounds like Pasha that's referring to writing the Get, the Ketani Sefer, because in the Sefer of our Mishnah, it says, Amrib Yosi Numinu Lishaliach, we said to the messenger, Af Anu Mikubalin, we also have a tradition, Shafilo Melabezin, Agadosh Vishalayim, Tanu Get Lishti, Shiyil Medu, Viyichtivu, Viyidnula. That was the point of that Bezin Gadolishalaim Barry. Then we said, even if he goes to the high court and says commission to get, it's not commissioning them to get a right, a sofer to write the get and to and give them the authority to do that. Even the Bezin Gadolishalaim would have to go and learn how to do the sophras and have to write the get, which is to say, when he says write and give it, he means write the body of the get and give it. And therefore, that would be the, the reason that it would not work unless they wrote it themselves. The only way our Mishnah works is if you think it means write the get itself. If you mean signing, is it such a thing as a Bezdin that doesn't know how to sign something? After all, it says, You see the word Yilmedu in the Mishnah? It says that the Bezdin should learn how to write a get and then write a get and give it. So who needs to write? Do they? Is there such a thing as a bezin that has to learn how to do their signature? Says so the Gemara, something astonishing. In Ika Beidina Charita. Sometimes you have a new bezin and they even have to learn how to do their, their signatures and for that reason it might work. That it, it might need to actually, uh, when it says that they should learn, it might actually even refer to the signatures and therefore we don't know whether our mission is referring to writing the get or actually delivering the signatures. For Israel on the Kasher. If you think it means to actually writing the signatures, so wait a minute. That means the text of get is is kosher. Okay. So then we're back to our question of can you pass over words? So the Gemara answers. If you hold that ksova means signatures, then with regards to the text, it's as if he told them tell others to write a get. If that's the case, Rabbi Yossi would even agree, but Omer Imru, that when someone explicitly tells them, tells others to write a sign and get, then they in fact are going to be authorized to do so, and that get would work. So we got up to Umi Moda Rabbi Yossi by Omer Imru, we made a dent, Andrew, and we'll resume Bezat Hashem on Shabbos, six or seven lines up from the bottom, Samach Vav, Ahmed Bez, everybody have a great Shabbos.